This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host, Jim Rose. Thanks, Matt Tompkins. Welcome, everybody, to the Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. A chance for you to spend 10, 15 minutes on a long and lonely drive somewhere uh, with Husker Sports, and in particular, uh, a guy this time around from a wonderful era of Nebraska football. And I know a lot of fans say, hey, the 80s and 90s and 70s, 80s and 90s are long gone. Let's move on. But they were great days. <laughs> and one of the guys who was in the middle, literally in the middle of those great days, is former Husker All-American Center Aaron Graham, who's with us here. AG, nice to talk to you. Great seeing you too, Jim. You look, you look like you could still play. Oh, you feel yeah. like you could still play? Uh, well, you know, maybe I can maybe give them a series or two. <laughs> Four snaps and that's it. Yeah, no, definitely couldn't do the whole game anymore. You know, it's to a lot of Nebraska fans, uh, it was just yesterday. I mean, it, it was a long time ago, in years, but it seems like just yesterday. To you guys now, 20, 25 years later, does it feel like it was that long ago? It really doesn't. You know, and, I, and honestly, as much as I've seen the game change, right, and these players that come in, and especially at the college level, and, and just to see the level that they're at and their, their, what they've learned thus far being 18, 19 years old, the game's still the game, right? And even, it's what I appreciate, you know, about being around some of the, the uh, guys who came before me is that they, I can, I'm in their shoes, or it's like, oh, you guys couldn't run the ball like we did, or whatever, and, you know, we're, we're you know, giving giving each other crap, and and but you can you can really see that these guys, uh, you know, it's still the game of football all together, and and we can totally relate to them. You know, they, it's we, it doesn't feel like you know, we, you know we're we're uh, as old as we are now, but uh, um, but yeah, it's very relatable, and therefore it's, you can stay really engaged with it. Nebraska recruited Texas a lot back in the days of the Big Eight Conference and early days of the Big Twelve, which made sense because there were so many schools down there. Uh, how did you get here? Because you were not a sleeper. You were not under the radar. Most teams in the old Southwest Conference, Big 8 Conference, Big 12, knew about Aaron Graham. How did you wind up in Nebraska, and how did the other guys manage to lose you? Well, it's interesting you say that because in, in most of the states, uh, most of the state outside, I grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Denton, Texas, a lot of the people outside of the Dallas-Fort Worth area were, were aware of me, but actually Dallas wasn't and I'll never forget it it was something that inspired me all the way through my college career the Dallas Fort Worth News came out with their top 300 or top 500 players in the Metroplex and I wasn't on it and uh, by the time my career went full circle and collegiately and I played in the uh, um, the all-star game uh, the, uh, actually the Texas high school all-star game if I think back then they wrote an article specifically that was uh, you know, letting people know, that, hey, we may have missed something here because this kid from Denton is going to go and be uh, alignment at the University of Nebraska. Um, and so I, I, I feel like uh, you know there was there was opportunities in Texas. I, I went to uh, I took uh, unofficial visits to Texas uh, University of Texas, Texas A&M. I official official visits to Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Received correspondence from all over the country, but really didn't want to go any further than than you know. Um, I, to be honest with you, it was Nebraska was about as far as I was willing to go. And so I told friends, family, I'd always liked Texas A&M. I was thinking I was going to be an Aggie. You know, I decorated my room with all the letters that I got from all the colleges, and behind my door I stapled all the 
the letters I received from Texas A&M was kind of like hidden, like that's where I really want to go. Well, they gave the, my, uh, the scholarship to another kid from Dallas, who ironically was one of the guys who helped put him on probation during the time that I was in <laughs> at school early. in Nebraska. Yeah. But my mother, um, you know, uh, when she found out that A&M had passed on me, um, she, you know, she said, "What, well, you know?" She encouraged me to go check out Nebraska, as did my, as did my dad. And when I came up here, it's really what people I, I want to connect with them to remind them. Twenty, twenty-five years ago, I guess it's been now. You know, Nebraska was was the bomb. It was it was the facility-wise. It was the Clemson, Alabama. It was all there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and even in comparison to the Texas schools, wow. you know, where I saw Texas A&M, Texas uh, University, of Texas, and and uh, those great uh, uh, programs, and, and Nebraska was miles ahead. And then, then had an opportunity to see the freshman class at Nebraska on the office line, which consisted of a, a few guys nobody probably remembers, Zach Weger, <laughs> yeah. Brendan Stye, Rob Zadiska, yeah. Joel Wilkes, and it was like, man, this, is, this looks like the place for me. So obviously, I, I personally believe, you know, some of my teammates ended up winning three championships, but I don't think anybody had a better career, just career meaning my dream of playing college football, you could not have chalked it up any better. Except the loss to Florida State, yeah. remember. Which it should have been if we if we had that, I mean, I don't know that anybody could ever say they would have had a better career, you know, to be on any type of program or team like that. It was a great run, uh, there's no doubt. And you know, what's interesting is that the guys you just mentioned all came from such different backgrounds. It's not like Milt or Tom went into you know Dallas and got five guys. Right. You know, a guy from Hastings, a walk-on from Hastings. You know, a guy from Fremont, Bergen, a guy from Southern California. You. Right. Uh, but it seemed like, at least on the field, uh, and then as you guys, uh, as the years since you played, it's pretty clear you're all very close together. How did you guys gel so quickly? I mean, was, was it? Was it sort of serendipitous, or you know, did you just all match each other? You know, and we we, we complemented each other very well, but we added different, unique abilities, right? And it's something that I try to do in my business, and I try to explain to people: look, we we can all be really, really good, but we can be really good at different things. And if you can align that the right way, if you think of the people I got a chance to play with, specifically on the offensive line, you know, you have this right tackle, Zach Weger, who ends up winning the Outland Trophy, one of the best athletes I've ever played, you know, played with, just, you know, and, and totally different, just a, a, his personality. Uh, you've got, you know, Brendan Stye, who was the strongest human being that I ever played with, you know, and, and uh, you know, maybe a couple others in the NFL that were as strong, but just a freak of strength and athleticism. And then you have Rob Zadiska, you know, who's an anesthesiologist in, in Omaha. And uh, you know, just uh, he was an Adonis. We were he, we were talking the other day, and I was like, well, "What were you? What did you weigh during the Orange Bowl?" He said, "I weighed in at three thirty-seven." You know, and I'm just like, "Man, it's like he he would lift his shirt up, and he would show us his six-pack." And I'm like, "So just we we just had a unique group of physical you know athletes." But we all had a drive to be the best. And when you didn't step on each other's toes and it was really uplifting, you know, that was just like, man, let's go to work every single day. And it, was trying to, it wasn't I was trying to prove to be better than Zach or Brandon or whatever else. It's that we just work cohesively together. Uh, and when you do that, that's when you really can move some mountains. When you guys bought into the system, it was pretty clear from the outset. You guys all believe this is exactly the right system, not just for my talents, but for winning a national championship. I would say that 
from a popularity standpoint, uh, you take Frazier out of the mix, uh, and maybe some of the skilled guys, the offensive linemen were the celebrities of that 94 team. And it was hilarious when after the UCLA game, you guys wrecked those dudes, and Weigert's named the offensive right. player of the game. Yeah. The first question he asked is, do I win a car? <laughs> I mean, that was the mentality of, of this group of guys. Like, oh. we're having a hell of a fun time, oh. and we're really good, and we might just win the whole title this right. year. Yeah, and that was definitely, that was the mindset. And we, I think we were part of, I wouldn't call it a paradigm shift, but it was that shift where, you know, Coach Osborne never really wanted us to shoot, make our goal to say it's the national championship or nothing. Because he felt like there's a lot of things that come along that process where you got to be satisfied at some level to, you know, if you're the runner-up or whatever. Well, the reality of it is we didn't really think that way. And part of, there was not just a line, but it was really like physically making Coach Osborne change the goal and the team meeting room to not, you know, win a big ten, a big eight championship and go to a bowl game and win the bowl game. It was to do all those things, but to win the national championship. And uh, you know, people like us, that's what we aspired to do. And truly, it's the story of man. If, if you set your mind to it, you put in the hard work, and you do this. It's just when you when you do it alongside others. It's you know, it was such a great, amazing experience. Busy with Aaron Graham, former Nebraska All America center. Okay, so you're on the cover of Sports Illustrated, the National Championship Edition. You, you had to send that to the A&M and Texas guys. And oh, say, man. Big miss. Yeah. Wrong move. What a to this day. <laughs> it was, you know, I was talking about just the, my career at Nebraska, right? And so we just won, played in our third national title game, won our second championship. I literally go to the mailbox at my house thinking about the next moves, the draft, and I open up the mailbox and I'm on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I'm like, this is like, I'm just, I'm looking up at the heavens just going, I thank you. This is like amazing. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, my dad got the hardbound copies of that, that are, you know, and, and but, uh, you know, the, that really was the icing on the cake for my career, for me, because uh, what a great, you know, thing that, that I sign them all the time for people. And, but uh, it kind of tells part of my story, you know, of, uh, you know, come from Texas, seeing all the things that I got to see, are, and uh, wonderful. Yeah, uh, for all of the Tommy Frazier uh, fans out there, there are a lot more Aaron Grahams <laughs> in people's homes <laughs> and on the walls than the Frazier. I don't think Frazier was ever on the cover of SI. Oh, yeah. It might have been. I Maybe after the festival. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then there's just as many yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frazier's as Aaron Grant. <laughs> Ain't nobody on defense can say that. Yeah. Um, now let's visit for a second about that Orange Bowl, because a lot of Nebraskans wrap their arms around that Orange Bowl win, especially the fourth quarter, uh, as one of the truly great one hours of their lives. Um, <laughs> but give us the inside story of what the condition of the Miami defensive line was in the fourth quarter, and are all those rumors true about what Frazier said to Warren Sapp and those other guys, they were a lot of first-round draft choices yeah, on that Miami unbelievable. You know, at one point in that game, I tell people the three people who I was blocking was Warren Sapp, Ray Lewis, and The Rock. Not bad. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. And it was incredible athletes. But it just, you know, I, I, kudos forever to Warren Sapp from, you know, the player he is. And he's a football guy. You know, good, bad, and different, whatever. Like, that guy likes to play football. Ray Lewis likes to play football. Guess what? We like to play football. And that's when it was because it was the competitive side of we weren't out there for the looks or the way it was. It was to win and play. And uh, but we knew, you know, in that fourth quarter, it was like all the 
the effort that we put from the previous year and to fall short. It was like it was it just really was a sense of inevitability that we were going to get it done. But there's an image that uh, I don't see around very often, and whoever owns the, the rights to it, it's it's gold to me. And that is when there's an image of Zach, me, Brendan, Rob, Lawrence Phillips, uh, and those guys are on their knee and the, and they're and they're sucking down, you know, the Gatorade bottles and and they're just they got towels and we're like, man, we're getting ready to pound these guys and and uh, and that's what we did. I mean, we we kind of toted it up for we're gonna we're gonna. We're going to pound them, pound them, pound them, and then you're eventually going to win them because you outworked them. And you got number one, you know, in the backfield, uh, who was a warrior, Lawrence Phillips, and yeah. Tommy, who just absolutely was determined to win the game after the previous year. Uh, it was a, it was a tremendously gratifying experience, I think, probably Aaron for uh, you. But when you imagine the reverberation across Husker Nation, right. uh, and I think it was Bob Costas who said after the game, "Imagine what it's like in Nebraska tonight." This is from Miami, yeah. and just it. it it was, a, it was a spontaneous celebration of pure euphoria. Uh, and did it ever settle in? It was, the, it was not the first national championship. It was the first national championship in a long time. Well, did it, at what point did you finally realize, oh my god, I mean, we're just a bunch of college football players. Yeah. We know we won a big game, but holy moly. I, I, you know, at, well, it, it settled in, because I've, I've been in the state after I retired from the NFL. We made Nebraska our home. You know, some 15 years ago, and and it's constantly a reminder. You know that people that that was a oftentimes that that was the greatest time in their entire life, right? And it didn't matter if they're 40 years old or if they're 80 years old. They're they're saying that. And um, you know, quick story. I took my my second oldest son, uh, Balin, to um, the Alabama uh, LSU game when Joe Burrow was a quarterback and. Uh, and, and it's just being in, in an environment like that that we so much crave. And but it was the, it was the confidence of being around the fans and the people. Like there is something special going on. And and he's we're walking around the state and he's like, wow, was it like this when you were there? Like it may have been better. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean that's the yeah. truth. And it was amazing for 2019, whatever the year was, to to see that. But it's that energy. That's, I mean, who wouldn't want to be there, right? I mean, it's like, it, there's probably 200,000 people outside the stadium, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, and, and we all crave that again, and we'll see it again. I, I know we will, you know, um, and hopefully sooner than later. Mm -hmm. I want to visit about your son, because, you know, you talked about how your dad gathered up every hard copy of that <laughs> SI, and you know, it is true, and you're finding this out because your son is a, is a rising star in country music. Uh, that it's much bigger for the parents than the guy, and and then we look at the guy and say, don't worry, when you're a parent, you'll know exactly what I'm going through. But uh, a lot of folks don't know this, but your son Cooper is an aspiring country music artist. Yes, he is. Uh, first of all, did he play sports? And if so, great. If not, he clearly was switched at birth. <laughs> but. Uh, how did he get into country music? Are you guys, is his mother artistic? How did this happen? <laughs> so the, in regards to sports, you know, I coached his football team to about, I think, 11, 12 years old. And it was really one of those deals that I know what it, like I wouldn't want any of my children to go down that road, especially in the game of football, if it's sure just not passionate about it, right? Because it's 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 hard sport. on your body and it's there's a lot of demand. and. And I remember him being 12 or 13, and, and he was just, yeah, I think we were after a game or practice, and he was just kind of down a little bit. And I said, I don't know if this one is for you, is it? And he goes, 
No. It's, and, it really, and I'm like, I totally agree. Let's go do something else. And, and, and he knows that support the whole, because I don't, I don't care that that's not important. I, I'm just one of those people, even as I'm amongst my teammates, just thinking how different we really were. And all these people say they played football and they, they worked hard. And they're like, mm, I don't Like we were insane about it. Like that's all we lived and breathed. Yeah. And, uh, Anyway, so you know when when he knew it wasn't for him, and, and I knew it as well. Then he found out that he got into theater, and 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 obviously he was very musically gifted. I he played like nine instruments, and wow. I taught him how to play the guitar, mm -hmm. which I self-taught myself in college. And uh, he got to be about nine, nine or ten, and then he started to do things that I couldn't do, and then I'm just kind of sat back and. And uh, anyway, he's he is uh, you know he first hit the stage a little over a year ago, right before COVID or right whatever it was in the middle of it. And of course, there was uh, a lot of things were shut down. Um, he's you know releasing a, a new single here coming up on uh, I think July 30, 30th or thirty first. Um, but he uh, he's something that, something I think uh, maybe even Husker fans can pay attention to. His, his name's he goes his name is Cooper James Graham, but he goes by Cooper James yeah. and. Um, He's, uh, he's bigger than me, he's huge. He's like, yeah, people, and it's a common question, you know, are you, did you play football? Because he's probably 6'6", 330 pounds or so, and, and uh, but he's he's a hell of a talent, and uh, so we're excited for him. Well, you know, you've probably given him lots of material, you know, the hard work and effort it took to be an All-America football player, win the title, and that's the essence of country music, is yes. overcoming hardship, you know, managing the speed bumps of life, and. And he, yeah. he, he writes some of his own material, and uh, and that's got to be tremendously prideful for the Yeah, yeah, no, he's opened for Thompson Square a couple times, and he was just here at the Red Willow uh, County Fair. Um, and, and to answer your question, I'll tell you real quickly about just, you know, <laughs> he has a momager, which if you haven't looked yeah. you know, so mom is, Those are good. mom is really in, in, into it, and I am too, of course, and uh, he, he's, he's playing gigs virtually, you know, every other night, and so I can't see him, but if there's ever a chance for us to go see him, it's just, it's just amazing, like, that's, that's our child, like, yeah. I don't even, the stuff he does with the guitar and what he sings, like, I, you know, I'm not a singer, probably more of a singer than my wife, to be honest, but, uh, but it's one of those just blessings in life, you know. It's like, he, and we'll, like we'll see, he, he did get on that. It's great him being around things like sports athletes and people who say, like, Cooper, be careful, because they're all after your money, they're all after the stuff, and he does get a lot of, uh, a lot of that. But uh, it'll be fun to see. He's 21, so he's still he's still baby, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But George Strait talks about all the hockey talks he played in for the first 10 years, and now we know what King George looks like. But Cooper James, that's the guy. Yep. And uh, you can probably find him at yeah, all over the place. Cooperjames.co, and then he's on all the lighting stream music uh, places where you can download. And he wrote a song that was, uh, you know, tailored towards me. It's called Teach a Man to Fish. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really good. And so beautiful song, actually. So thank you, Aaron Graham. Great to talk to you. Great catching up. Uh, and we'll look for you at the Grammys. Awesome, man. <laughs> He's going to point to the front row of the Grammys and say, those two guys right there, and these, these two old folks. So, yeah, they're the reason. One of them played football and was really good at it. That's Aaron Graham, Nebraska's All-America Center, on this Husker and Nebraska Greats Foundation podcast. A great Husker visiting with us today. Thank you very much for being with us. And go online and learn more about how we serve former college athletes from Nebraska's 16 colleges and universities who face medical and financial stress on negreats.org.
This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.